listening, friends. I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. All right, so have you ever been at church in the middle of worship, and then they start singing a song you're unfamiliar with? (laughs) Have you ever experienced that where you're like, what are you guys doing? Um, yeah, we don't know this one. And then let's just say that it gets worse. The words on the screen, they're janky. Like, whoever's doing the words, they don't put it up correctly. The spelling is off. The, um, the indent, like where they put the words, maybe they mix a line of the verse into the, the page that shows the chorus. This is the worst. What are you going to do? Like, how can you worship when it's like that? (laughs) Right? I mean, now you're singing a song. I don't know. So I can't close my eyes. I have to look at the words. And number two, the words are janky. They're off. And number three, you don't know the words to the song you're singing because it's a new song to you too. So you're singing the wrong second line of verse three and that throws all of us off and now none of us are in worship anymore we're not even worshiping god because we're standing here just offended that you would dare to sing a song we don't know (laughs) i'm sorry maybe not all of you have experienced this but i actually have conversations one from being a worship leader and two from like kind of being across the around the country at different types of churches denominations kind of drinking from multiple all of the streams out there and i've seen it done so many different ways and i've actually helped teach people how to create a worship set where you introduce a new song and how to do it and how to create repetition so that people can catch on and stay with it and go really connect with their spirit because when you don't do that, you, uh, as a worship leader, if you're not leading, then no one can follow, right? And when you want to introduce a new song because you feel like oh, maybe you wrote the song as a worship leader, or maybe you inter- you want to introduce the song because you feel like it's something God has for the congregation, right? Well, then you're in the congregation and you feel like this new song is a little bit offensive. Not because of the words, but because how how dare you mess me up? I was in my flow. My eyes were closed because I know all the words. This is all memorized. I can do this with my eyes closed. I don't have to put a lot of thought into it. Here's what I want to connect that to. I want you to think of how does it resemble times in your life when it looks like there's something new in front of you. Your life is going one way or the other. You're doing your thing. Everything's happening. 
and you've got your flow and then there's like this disruption. There's this new person at work or there's this new kid down the street that, you know, sings really loudly as they ride their bike by your house and your door is always open. So now you're affected by this new person in your world. Or maybe that's a new situation or new circumstance. And it throws you off because you were just going about your business doing what you know how to do with your eyes closed. Well, I want to bring that up because I'm watching this happen to a lot of people. Their, their um, paradigms being shaken because there's this suddenly that happens that they did not ask for, expect, or invite, right? And here's what I want to say. When I'm at church, when I'm anywhere, and I want to spend time worshiping and praising God, well, what I do, especially if I'm traveling, and let's just say I don't know the songs they sing at a specific church, well, I have to say to my soul, you don't know and you don't feel this, but my spirit does. And I have to say, okay, well, spirit, rise up and lead me. Lead this soul that wants things to go the way it wants, it wants things to go or the way the body wants things to go. The expectation that the body and the soul have, I have to teach my soul, well, invite my soul, my, my soul, sorry, my spirit. I have to invite my spirit because my spirit already knows, but my soul has to be taught. I have to invite my spirit to lead my soul and my body to flow into the truth and worship God in spirit and in truth rather than from the place of my soul, where my soul and my body are like, we like worship to look this way. We like life to look this way. We like marriage to look like this. We like parenting to go that way. We like our job to go the way that we designed and planned for it to go, right? So we want life to go a certain way. We want the circumstance and the situation to go a certain way, but our spirit can rise up and say, well, you might not get that, Mr. Soul, Mrs. Body. So what are we going to do? And just in worship, what I do now, if there's somebody, let's say the singer is off key and I'm struggling, right? Just my soul and my body, my meaning my ears, right? Maybe my nerves. Kind of like, uh... This isn't fun. I cannot sing these songs with this person. I don't know why this person. This doesn't happen very often. I'm, this is my, this is just my example. Okay. So bear with me. But let's just say it because it, in the same way a, a singer can be off key, life can be off key. <laughs> so my soul and my body don't like it. My soul and my body want to get up and leave because my soul and my body are offended. But my spirit is never offended. My spirit is my, the spirit within me, Emmanuel, God with us, Holy Spirit who dwells, God who makes himself, uh, who dwells, we are his temple, our body is his temple, right? That spirit, that redeemed spirit within me because I believe in Jesus Christ is never 
offended. And if you get offended, then you can know that your soul is leading, your soul is rising up, or your body is, but your spirit is not. Because when you are operating from that place of letting your spirit lead, your spirit doesn't get offended. Your spirit has grace and the fruits of the spirit operate in a redeemed spirit. That's what comes out when a, when the spirit within you is leading your life. When you're operating in the spirit, you are living with love and graciousness and mercy and kindness and patience and self-control. And that's when real joy pops up. Your, I think there's a big difference. Your, your soul likes to be happy, but your spirit knows true joy, right? So I think I got off there for a second. Let's come back around. When I'm in worship and somebody is singing off key, if I allow my spirit to rise up and say, this is a moment where I can take 20, 40, 60 minutes and just sit back, do nothing else but let the spirit within me connect to God, to let the spirit within me really worship God, truly praise God in spirit and truth. Because it's different when your spirit is connecting to God than when your soul is happy about the music, the songs, and the circumstance. That is two different things. And it's the same way in life. When your spirit rises up, it can handle the circumstances and say, I just have expectancy God will work all of this together for good. I believe all things are possible with Christ. I know that I am chosen and dearly loved, even though this is a dark night, even though this sudden circumstance came upon me, even though this is not what I expected, even though I didn't invite this, even though I didn't plan for this to happen. It's the same thing. When your spirit rises up, you can live without being offended at others, yourself, or God. But when your soul is leading you, and or your body is leading you, then you have this struggle because your spirit wants to rise up and say, no, it's we can forgive. No, let's just have mercy. No, let's let's choose joy anyway. And your soul's like, no, we have to justify this. We have to defend ourselves. We have to fight. We have to withdraw. We have to whatever it is, right? Because the soul and the body are in a restorative process and they are consistently wanting to drag us back to the old way, the old man, the flesh. But the spirit within us has the ability, the full ability to worship him in spirit and truth, regardless of what the music sounds like, regardless of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. So I guess I'm saying... <laughs> What do you do when you go to church and they start singing a new song? Do you create the space and time for your spirit to worship God regardless of your ability to memorize a song or sing it fully? What if you just 
connected with God in spirit. Sit down, even. Don't try to close your eyes, raise your hands, and sway around or dance. What if you just sat down and said, wow, I'm just going to take this opportunity with this song that I do not know to let the spirit within me meditate on God's goodness or I'm going to pick one verse and I'm going to dwell on it. Or what if you listen to that new song and listened for what God wants to say to you through it or teach you through it? Because instead of singing it, you're actually connecting with the words in it and what it's actually saying. What if you did that? I encourage you to take the new songs that happen in church or in your life that you you might initially get offended by, let those new songs be things that teach you how to sit back and let your spirit lead, lead your soul and your body so that you can learn something from the new thing that God is doing or even the suddenly, even the hardship, even the dark night, it's new and that's uncomfortable, but your spirit wants to see what God has to say about it. So let your spirit rise up and have something to say. Let your spirit tell you what to do in that moment. Let your spirit tell you, tell your soul and your body, hush now. Let's rest. Let's enter his rest. This is a good, this is an invitation to rest and to pray and to just be near him because we actually don't know what to do right now. All right. Again, this is another episode where I feel like just impressed to share some things that I feel God has been showing me um, for myself and for others around me. And I hope it's a blessing to you. So remember, all things are possible for you. You love Jesus and he is with you all of the time. So the things that are in your heart to do, the longing of your spirit, those things are possible because when you line up with his will, when you're connected to him, and when you're just pursuing him, even if you don't know God's perfect will for you or your next step, it's okay. His perfect will for you is to be with him. And all that you do, just say, I'm going to go. I'm going to go do this thing, Lord. I'm going to accept this new suddenly. I'm going to sing this new song because I just, and I'm going to do it with you. I'm going to be with you, Lord. And I'll tell you what, that stepping into his perfect will of relationship with your father because he wants to be with his sons and daughters. That'll do it right there. That'll change a lot of things for you. So have a great day and we'll talk to you next time. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you are looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.